Good afternoon and welcome back to another episode of After the Final Whistle. And I'm going to be completely honest, I was not expecting to record today. I have not been feeling the best. I've been taking a couple days off, just preparing for my big Premier League preview episode that will drop in a couple days. But the big news, if you haven't already heard, Lionel Messi has been released. He's done. He hasn't signed a contract extension with FC Barcelona, the club that he's been with for 21 years. He's done. In July, they had agreed to a verbal deal, five years, with a roughly 50% wage cut from his original salary from the deal that he had in 2017. Uh, it was 138 million euros per year, so with this wage cut, the rumored wage was just under 70 million euros a year. Um, but the deal broke down, at least it's reported, because of financial fair play, this ambiguous term that we've heard used to reprimand teams like Manchester City like PSG over the last 10 years and it was created by UEFA in 2010 to help struggling clubs it was it basically says that you can't spend more than you're earning and it was a way that UEFA could keep track on clubs that were going into bankruptcy but now it's just been twisted into a situation where you know the richest owners in the world uh, Sheikh Mansour Manchester City's owner Roman Abramovich of Chelsea, they're just injecting their own personal money into their clubs. And UEFA has done an extremely poor job at, you know, raising their limits based on inflation, defining how much they can actually pump into these clubs and punishing them. I mean, there's legitimately no punishment being given out whatsoever other than fines or transfer bans. And Barca's spending limit was just slashed from over 600 million euros to 347 million euros this past season because they weren't generating their income, the income that they needed from their ticket sales, from match day experiences, etc. And they don't have the private investors, the private owners that Manchester City and PSG have. Uh, Barcelona's actually owned, it's not technically owned, it's, it's a shareholding group, essentially, and it's owned by, I don't know what the number is, but they're called socios, and that's who... That's who voted for their president. That's who makes the decisions at the club. Everything is controlled by them. And their last president, Bartomeu, Jose Bar Maria Bartomeu, was horrendous at managing his finances, at managing the, the, the club's finances in general. Um, and so if Barcelona wanted to keep Messi, and Messi wanted to leave last summer, but Bartomeu essentially just put him in jail, said he was staying, and if a team wanted to, to sign him, they'd have to spend 700 million euros to release him, which is absurd, absolutely absurd, to just trigger his release clause. That's not even his salary. His salary is close to 70 million. Just to get him away from Barcelona, 700 million euros. And so a new president, there was a new presidential election this past year, and Laporta, their new president, he ran essentially on the platform that he would do whatever it took to keep Lionel Messi at the club. Sounds optimistic. Messi liked him. Messi liked what... Laporta promised he would bring to the club, um, and then the Super League came, and Barcelona decided, you know, let's try to push the Super League thing, and people were up in arms. Messi was frustrated at the situation, so it boiled down to Barcelona had to sell players to afford Messi's contract, or they had to reduce their current players' wages. Simple as that. They've already signed four players this, this summer. Eric Garcia from Manchester City, Emerson from Real Batiste, Memphis Depay from Olympic Lyon, and Sergio Aguero from Manchester City. Once you sign those that caliber of players, you're already spending so much money. You, They should have thought for it, and I don't know whose fault this is. I don't know if it's Laporta's fault 
or just the head in general that you need to understand that you're trying to keep Lionel Messi at the club. I know you want to sign a forward. I know you want Sergio Aguero to play with Messi. If you can't keep Messi, there's no point in signing Sergio Aguero. There's no point in signing Memphis Depay. There's no point in investing in your defense if you can't keep your best player. If you can't keep the greatest player of all time, why are you even bothering to spend all this money on bringing in these new players? It's unbelievable. I don't care that they signed Sergio Aguero or Memphis Depay on free transfers. I really don't. You're letting go of the greatest player of all time because you can't follow financial fair play rules. It's unbelievable. Just take a look at Messi's legacy. He's been with Barcelona since he was 13 years old. He made his pro debut on November 16th of 2003. Since that day, over just over 17 and a half years ago, Messi has, won, has played 778 games for Barcelona. He scored 672 goals, 288 assists. He's won La Liga 10 times. He's a four-time Champions League winner, a seven-time Copa del Rey winner, a six-time Ballon d'Or winner, and a six-time European top scorer. If I wanted to go on, this podcast would be an hour. If I just kept listing out Messi's awards, his Super Cup wins, his Club World Cup wins, his La Liga top scores, his Champions League top scores, he is an alien. At the end of the day, he is not human in the records that he has set, and Barcelona needed to look at that and say, this is a player that we want to keep. This is a player we need to keep if we want to succeed. He's been our talisman for over 10 years. He's been the player that we've put on the front stage. He's led us to numerous finals, and we want to keep him. But they didn't say that. And so today, Messi leaves. With that, Messi has to find a new club if he doesn't want to retire. And so I'm going to spend the rest of this episode just merely looking at the possibilities. And I'm going to go purely just on financial basis, on financial data that I collected because I wanted to get this episode out. It's kind of quick. It's rough, but it gives you a good understanding of who actually can reasonably sign Messi. Every club in the world wants to sign Messi. West Ham, my Premier League club, wants to sign Messi. DC United wants to sign Messi. Indy 11 wants to sign Messi. Al-Ali in Saudi Arabia or in Qatar wants to sign Messi. Everyone wants to sign Messi. Who can actually afford it, though? And when you actually look at the numbers, it's very few teams. And the main reason for this, and something that I'm going to talk about as we're going forward, is in order to spend close to $70 million for Messi, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to sell a lot of players that currently have a release clause. Because when clubs trigger that release clause, they play a, pay a lump sum up front. As I said earlier, Messi's supposed release clause, if he wanted to leave under Bartomeu, was 700 million euros. So a team was going to have to spend 700 million euros to get Messi to walk away from Barcelona. So that's how most of the teams make these this amount of money, is they sign players to long-term contracts, including a release clause, and then a team has to trigger that contract, so that release clause. And so this is going to look at a couple of players that the teams that I'm going to outline that have not the money, but the possibility of signing Messi, who they could offload with release clauses to actually sign him. So I have two honorable mentions, teams that have expressed interest in their desire to sign Messi, and Messi's not necessarily reciprocated that interest, but he said, you know, it'd be interesting to play here. It's actually two teams in Italy. Juventus, number one, CR7. Imagine a team where you have Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi, the two best players of all time. I'm not going to get into the debate over who's better. I think it's Messi. 
but I don't think Messi and Ronaldo would ever share the spotlight on the exact same team. I don't care how good the team would be. I don't care if they're winning every every single league, every single domestic tournament, every single European tournament. There's just I just cannot see Ronaldo and Messi playing on the same side of the field. Perhaps it's the fact that I've been watching the La Liga since I was five, and I've seen Ronaldo and Messi play against each other in El Clasico multiple times, numerous times. But I just cannot see those two coexisting on the same field, let alone the fact that Ronaldo's salary at $61 million U.S. dollars is already a third of Juventus's total wages paid out to their players. Forget that. That alone is enough to not sign Messi. Add in the fact that the two greatest players of all time would have to share the same stage, it's not realistic. The second honorable mention, second of two, of two total, is Inter Milan. They cannot afford Messi, and that's their biggest issue. If Messi was to sign for them, a third of their total, between a third and a half of their total wages would be to Messi. Again, this team has been very successful. They won the Serie A, the Serie A last year, but they're not... They don't have the private investors that these other big clubs do. Yes, Messi would be able to play with his national teammate, Lautaro Martinez. I would love to see that as someone whose family comes from Argentina who cheered them on in Copa America. But I just cannot see Inter Milan scooping up and collecting their lunch money in order to pay for Messi. It's not going to happen. So when you look at all this and when you actually crunch the numbers, I came up with four teams that realistically have the possibility to sign Messi and two other options that he could go to that are not financial based. The first team that I could see Messi going to is Manchester City. Their money comes from Sheikh Mansour, their owner, their, I don't know if he's the owner or the president, but he's their head and he's a United Arab Emirates deputy prime minister. He's worth over $22 billion. However, a couple of hours ago, Manchester City just announced that they signed Jack Grealish from Aston Villa. Aston Villa's hometown boy. I didn't think he was going to sign. I thought he was going to stay loyal. Pull a Francesco Totti for AC Roma and just stay loyal to Villa. But Grealish left. He will take up Sergio Aguero's number 10. And Manchester City triggered his $130 million release clause. So that news alone is scary to Manchester City fans that want to sign Lionel Messi. Now, when you have heard the rumors, Harry Kane hasn't been showing up to Tottenham training. He wants to play for Man City. Man City's been making offers. Spurs chairman Daniel Levy has said that Kane has a release clause between $170 million and $210 million, which is ridiculous, considering that Grealish's was $130 million. So, theoretically, Manchester City could be spending $300 million just in this transfer window on triggering release clauses. They're currently a negative $130 million in their transfer spending at the moment because of Grealish. Last year, they spent $351 million in wages and salaries for club staff and players. They did make $665 million in 2019 to 2020. And this is where the financials get confusing because UEFA has not designated set numbers for financial fair play. It's more of like, I don't really know how to explain it because I don't truly understand it. They don't do a good job at explaining it. It's essentially just, it's not an honor system, but they don't want you to go above a certain amount. But I have not, I've yet to see serious repercussions for teams just injecting money into clubs. And so I could see Mansour theoretically just pumping money into this club to buy Messi. However, 
News just broke about 30 minutes ago that Pep Guardiola said he's not interested in signing Messi. Messi is not in his plans, and that doesn't surprise me. I've said, and I told I told someone earlier today, just after Messi announced, right before Grealish was announced, that if Grealish was actually signed to Man City, that they would not announce Messi. And I don't think, and it's Pep's statement basically confirms it, that they're trying to develop players into the future. Grealish is younger, Messi's 34, and Pep wants to develop a player like Grealish to have him for the next 10 years. He doesn't want a Messi that's going to cost him $150 million for two years. So I'm going to say for the next for these four clubs, I'm going to describe a couple of players they could offload technically um, that whose salary would make a good chunk of Messi's salary available. Man City would have to offload either or both Kevin De Bruyne and Sterling. I can't see that happening. Both players started for the team this past season. Both players are instrumental to the team's success. So Man City, I think, especially with Pep's new Pep's um, statement that he Messi's not in their plans, I just can't see them signing him. Financially, they have the the opportunity and they have the funds to do it, but my gut tells me that Man City will not sign him. Moving on, second team, PSG. PSG's money comes from the Qatar Sports Investment Group, which is worth over $338 billion. And there, the president of the club is Nasser Al-Khalifi, whose worth is unknown, but it's likely in the billions, probably in the tens of billions of dollars. And so far in this transfer window, PSG signed Hakimi, Ashraf Hakimi from Inter Milan, on a $66 million transfer. And they also added Sergio Ramos and Jorginho Wijnaldum on free transfers. So they're currently $75 million negative in total transfer spending. And in 2019-2020, they spent $280 million in wages to players that were on the roster at the time. And then in that same that same te- uh, club, in that same season, they made $638 million. So PSG is the one that, in my mind, can just dump as much money as they want to sign Messi. They're already paying Neymar and Mbappe, a combined $70 million a year. Add in Messi, that's a combined $150 million. So you're basically adding a Neymar and an Mbappe in terms of money. I think if they want to offload either of those two players, they can make a significant amount of money in order to sign Lionel Messi. But if you can get those three players to play together, at least for one season, I'm not the biggest fan of Mbappe. I love Neymar. He used to play at Barcelona, but... He's been iffy. You know, he's only played 70 games since he went to PSG a couple years ago. But I would be so happy, and I think I speak for a lot of soccer fans, if you could see Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe playing on the exact same team. Messi would take over kind of in Di Maria's spot, which pains me as an Argentina fan. Um, But those two are friends. I could see it happening. So I think, in my honest opinion, I think of these four teams, that the two that I've yet to mention and Manchester City and PSG, PSG has the best chance financially at signing Lionel Messi. Third is Chelsea. Chelsea's money comes from Roman Abramovich. He's a Russian businessman worth about $15 billion, give or take. This transfer window, Chelsea's actually made $39 million in transfer spending. And in 2019-2020, they lost $183 million in terms of wages to players. And then in that same season... They earned about $556 million, and I understand that as I say these numbers, it seems like, whoa, these clubs should be in 
massive amounts of profit. Keep in mind that most of these clubs are actually in debt already. And so a lot of the, this money that they're earning is going back to you know pay off their debt. It's going to pay staff. The only staff numbers that I could find were Manchester City's, but PSG, Chelsea, Manchester United is the last team. They all have staff that need to be paid. They all have costs, stadium upkeep, player upkeep that need to be paid. And so when you get to the bottom of it, a lot of these teams are actually losing money. Manchester City in the, you know, I, I said they profited about $665 million in terms of straight revenue from the year over, though, from the year previous. They actually lost $126 million in net gross and net loss uh, spending. So they're actually losing money year over year. Chelsea has the issue that they have a lot of players who are under wages under 10 million, um, 10 million pounds a year. So their highest paid player has actually been Chilwell, their left back. So to even get close to affording Messi for a year, they would have to offload, just based on some math I did, Ben Chilwell, Timo Werner, and Christian Pulisic to afford Messi for between two and three years. I don't know what their release clauses are. Again, those aren't made public, and a lot some players don't even have them. They're not included in their contracts, but I think Chelsea, if they want to sign Messi for more than one year, they need to offload all of them. If they want to sign him for one year, I think they could get away with a Chilwell and a Pulisic or a Werner and a Pulisic. But, you know, I can see Abramovich dumping money into Chelsea, um, but I just cannot see... I just... My brother is a Chelsea fan. I don't like the club at all. I can't see Messi lacing up for Chelsea. Last but not least, the fourth team and the only other team that I can see financially having the, even the possibility of signing Lionel Messi is Manchester United, the other Manchester team. In the Premier League, their money comes from the Glazer family, whose current spokesman, spokesperson is Joel Glazer, who's an American businessman worth a billion dollars. If that name sounds familiar, it's actually because the Man U fans um, stormed the field multiple times. They want they said they had posters with Glazers out. They hate the guy. Um, ever since the Glazer family took over the club in 2005, their profits have been trending down. They've just reinvested loan money back into the club, earning more and more loans, and their financial situation is a mess. In this transfer window, they're down 93.5 million dollars in transfer spending because they signed Jadon Sancho from Borussia Dortmund. And in 2019-2020, they are down $340 million in wages, the highest so far of those four teams. And then in 2019-2020, they made about $630 million in revenue, but they did still check down year over year. Um, and so given the fact that they just signed Jadon Sancho out of Man City, Man City before Pep said they didn't want him, so out of PSG, Chelsea, and Man U, Man U I think has the least amount of money left over, given that they just signed Jadon Sancho. Um, and they play similar positions out on the right. So I can't see Messi coming to Manchester United either. They have Manchester United's financial situation is woeful. I think they could make enough money to buy Messi for two years, to pay him for two years if they were to sell Pogba. Um, interestingly enough, Pogba and De Gea actually make similar salaries, about 400 million pounds a week, 400,000 pounds a week, pardon. Um, so they could sell either of those, but obviously Pogba's release clause would be higher than De Gea's. I think if they sold Pogba, they could make about enough money to sign Messi for two years, but I can't see Messi fitting in with the culture at Man U. I don't think he plays well under Solskjaer's system, so 
I just can't see it. So again, out of those four teams, I'm going to reiterate, Man City has a lack of interest from Pep Guardiola signing him. PSG, my favorite, and the, the team that I think Messi will sign for with the amount of money that they've gotten from Akarefi. Um, and then Chelsea has some money, um, but, you know, I don't, they're not necessarily a smaller club, but they'd have to offload more players in order to afford Messi, and then Manchester United bringing in Jadon Sancho, I can't see them signing Messi, so PSG, I think, are the clear favorites, and then these are kind of some wild cards that have been thrown around, I've seen them popping up on Twitter, on ESPN, on Pundit's. Uh, feeds on pundits thoughts are the MLS could Messi come to the MLS I honestly my first instinct was yes and here's why Messi has two apartments right now in Miami and in multiple times over interviews he has expressed his desire to send his kids to school in the U.S. however the highest played player in the MLS history was Latan Ibrahimovic for the LA Galaxy in 2019 and you want to know what he made 7.2 million dollars 10 percent of what Messi is was rumored to earn with FC Barcelona if he signed his contract so the fact that inner Miami is coached by Phil Neville and they're woeful this season last time I checked they had two wins which is horrendous I don't think he's gonna come here I think maybe in a couple years he'll come and there was a rumor that if he signed with Manchester City this came out a couple years ago they're owned by the same footballing group as Melbourne City's owners, Mumbai City's owners, and New York City FC's owners. There was a thought that Messi could come play for New York City FC for a year or two and just be paid by Man City, but now that Man City doesn't want to sign him, that's not going to happen. So I don't think he'll go to Inter Miami. And last but not least, where honestly I would love to see him the most is back home in Argentina for Newell's Old Boys, his old club. In 2016, in an interview, he expressed desire to return to his boyhood club. He wanted. He said he wanted to retire there. Um, he said he always wanted to come back and give back to the country, give back to the club that gave him so much. But the problem with the Primera División in Argentina is there's just not really a lot of competition. You have Boca, you have River, but compared to Europe, it's just so many levels lower. I mean, even for the Argentine national team, uh, over 75% of the players play in Europe right now. Um, and forget about the salary. His salary would be even less in Argentina than it, would, than it would be in the MLS. So I think Newell's old boys is a long shot. You know, maybe they'll make him an honorary retiree. He'll play one game or whatever and retire. That is his last club. So, you know, we wait. This is all This is all speculation. I want to give a warning. This is completely speculation. This is all just done by numbers that I crunched. Um, I think PSG are the heavy favorites right now. Could we see uh, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, and MNM? MNM, that's kind of, that'd be, that'd be cool. It rolls off the tongue a little bit. But, you know, could we see that in the upcoming year? A lot of these leagues kick off in the next week. Premier League kicks off next Friday, the 13th. League One kicks off in just a few days. La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga to kick off in the days that come as well. So, will Messi sign before these leagues start? I don't know. He hasn't yet made a statement as of recording this podcast, so look out for anything that he said, but feel free to reach out to me with your thoughts, feel free to message me um, on Instagram, on Snapchat, uh, at MJ Plotchek with your thoughts related to 
Messi's departure from FC Barcelona, I'm heartbroken. You know, I love Lionel Messi. He's my favorite player of all time. And I'll continue to be a Barcelona fan. Um, but it hurts. It really does hurt that he won't be playing for, for the Blaugrana anymore. So that's all I have for this episode. You know, I wasn't planning on recording. I'm not feeling the best. But I wanted to get this out to you with my own thoughts about what's going to happen. So, you know, we'll see where Messi ends up. The best be with him. He's the greatest player of all time. So we'll see. That's all I have for you. I'll see you next time after the final whistle.